All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Faithful Serialites, welcome to Saturday Morning Serial, uh, the show where we celebrate the themes of Saturday morning television, which not only did we grow up with, but also it seems are growing up with us. It's me, Dan Grimshay, by the way. Uh, I'm going to be talking to my friend Dee Wallace. You might remember her from E.T., from uh, from Cujo, from uh, Critters. Uh, and also you're going to be hearing from some other people around me. Uh, who would that be? Marky, speak up. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Welcome. Of course, Marky's here. And wouldn't you just know it? Jimmy the Gent, where are you sitting? Hey, howdy, hey, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. All right. I think we've got everybody on board. And I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, here in October, I get real excited. About Frank and freaking Berry season. It's Frank and Berry season. Woo! Woo! Everybody, get to Target. Get to. I think they're in Albertsons now. Stay it's, on Target. Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> it Stay is on Frank, Target. It's the greatest cereal of all time. It only comes out this time of year. Yep. And it's, it's the limited window. You can get the Count Chocula. You can get the Frankenberry. The Booberry. Booberry yeah. is my personal yeah. taste choice, but they're all very similar. Yeah, and it's not... I'm sorry, do you have something to say to me? I do. Tell me more about this special. I mean, the theme of the show is Saturday morning cereal. What flavor is Frankenberry? What? Oh. I mean, let's... It's self-explanatory. Do you you actually really want to get into it? Frankenberry. No, it's... Okay, it's... Frank, do you not know about the monster cereals at all? I'm just suggesting maybe some of our listeners don't. I I know. I, I know. I I know. I'm just, oh, you know. I, I hate saying this in in front of Jimmy, but uh, yeah, I I I, I miss Johnny Heck. I mean, he was he was zeroed in. He knew monster cereals. Johnny Heck's here. In Johnny spirit. Heck, yeah, yeah, couldn't join us tonight, but we are bringing him back soon. I God willing. Uh, but all right. now we are now now the education of Jimmy begins. Okay, well look, uh, so a long long time ago I was born, and then after that I started to like cereal, and that cereal of choice was Frankenberry, which is a, a strawberry marshmallow flavored cereal, and it was everywhere when I was a child, and I used to get it all the time. Sometimes I would go with some Count Chocula, but I just really loved Frankenberry, and then it just went away. It went away. It did. It's it gone. Like yeah. like a lot of uh, probably terrible for you kind of food lines. Yeah. It seemed to disappear. Right. Like my hairline. 
It's oh. gone. Yeah. Yes. Just come, it, was, it was just gone. My, and my, then, my hairline does not come back once a year. No. And, but but, but <laughs> Frankenberry. Therein lies the Frankenberry season miracle. <laughs> yes. And so Preach, I, brother. I was uh, walking up and down the aisles of Target once. This happened about five years ago. Maybe, maybe it was longer. But And there it was, Frankenberry. And it was right after Halloween, so it was on clearance. And I bought like 10 boxes of it because I, I didn't think that I'd see it again. And... Every single year it comes back, and it's the greatest time of the year. We also, just again, just to go back in case we got some new listeners out there, um, I really don't really like horror movies anymore. When I was a kid, I used to watch a lot of them. Now I really, I'm really uncomfortable. They scare me, quite frankly. And the better a horror movie is, the less likely I'm going to like it. And, um, and so this is the one time of year where we get to talk about horror movies whether I've seen them or not, um, whether I like them or not. And we're going to do this because I have something to celebrate, and it's Frankenberry season. That's so, right. So Frankenberry, Frankenberry season, season is our Halloween Annual special. tradition. There you go. We've so, got so uh, strawberry flavored. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, yes. strawberry flavored. So yeah. to answer your question, <laughs> Frankenberry is strawberry. Thank you. Blueberry yes. is, if you have to take a guess. Blueberry. Sorry, I just crushed that. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler. Uh, Count Chocula. What do you think that is? Uh, well, I was going to say chocolate. I don't. I think you're right. Thanks. Uh, for... What about fruit brute? Uh, did you did... fruit brute? I'm yeah. going to go like fruity pebbles with some chocolate in it. I used to always think it was more like a yite stripes. Is it? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I I want to hit the brakes real quick. Do you? Is it because of the brute? You think there's chocolate in it? Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's not a French word. Well, because I don't. Yeah. It's just weird. I thought well, you, I, you nailed it with the fruit, and then you said a bit of chocolate. In it. I'm well, just wondering yeah. where that. Well, as I was just kind of shooting from the hip, right? I didn't. I didn't think they would just put fruity pebbles in another box. So there had and, to be something and else. Yet they have successfully and, done so. And as yeah. I and as I remember, the guy he had like he was a werewolf, right? Yeah. And had like. Uh, a striped fruit shirt on. Actually, right? I think uh, you and I are both Almost doing like the same thing. Fruit striped gum. Uh, yeah, I actually, we're all the doing giraffe? the same that's thing. A totally different. Yeah, we're all doing zebra. the same thing. Is that we're actually we're at, we are conflating fruit brute with the yummy mummy one because there, there was also a yummy mummy cereal. Oh, that's, that's right. so. That's where the ice stripes are coming from. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Oh my god. Okay. We you gotta, know what? You I know was, what? Listeners here, we're going to take it a little further back. So anyway, we're talking about the uh, uh, General Mills uh, uh-huh. line Monster of cereals. Monster cereals, uh-huh. which were on the shelf year-round back in like the 50s, 60s, 70s when they came. Because culturally, I don't know if you know this, but monster movies Big. were basically the zombies <laughs> well, and, uh, of, of, the, of pop culture back then. So you could do it. And then when it went away... They some genius marketing rep or somebody at General Mills said, "Well, since we still have these machines set up to make it, yeah. maybe once a year we put it out, sell it for a dollar over whatever, yeah. cut deals with apparently I think it's Target, yeah, maybe now, Walmart. And, and now yeah. it's now yeah, it's Target. now it's spreading around. Like now it's at different grocery stores and stuff. But it's still a yearly thing. Like it's not yeah. all year. It's no, a, it's a limited yeah. amount of time." Uh-huh. Which is, I mean, it's perfect for uh, Valentine's Day, no, which is coming. Halloween. I mean, oh, Halloween, I know. even better. You're messing this up. I no, just, well, just the decorations are going up in the stores. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, this is it. So yeah. anyway, I feel like we have we've done a nice deep dive here. 
to just explain what the theme of the show is, everybody. And we're we going to have... talk now about horror movies, real, sort of. Real quick. What did Fruit Brute wear? Was he, did he, was he like, just like <laughs> he jeans? wore like um, he, they were like suspenders. He, he had suspenders on okay, with like okay, yeah, yeah. high pants. I am thinking of the okay, um, yeah. Back to and, the and, and also, and also for, I feel for, better. Um, I feel better. Yeah, yeah. we've That's got good. that down. That and was, for you, that uh, Saturday morning cereal cannon that now. was going to bug me. Okay, for you, ver- for your for you loyal uh, Saturday morning cereal fans. And, and you must be so loyal at and, this point. Uh, <laughs> you're still listening. <laughs> you're still listening. As you God, know, God this is you. probably our fifth or sixth Frankenberry season show. Um, and we're going to bring you a new edition of our Saturday morning cereal playhouse. That's right. Uh-huh. We've dug into the vaults. We found another one from uh-huh, the Pemberton so... uh the Pemberton uh, archives. Vault of, <laughs> so there's of there's old a little radio dramas which we will be bringing you either at the end of the show or, or never right now. <laughs> no, end of the show. Well, okay, yeah, so okay. probably the end of the show. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay, let's get this show back on the track. All right, so uh, D Wallace is our guest today. Yes, uh, D Wallace, uh, who uh, uh, who uh, sat uh, with our Jimmy. friend Jimmy. Yep. Oh, what Good a, to speak with. What a face to face treat that was. Yeah, closer than I was closer to her than I am to you, gentlemen, right now. Yeah. And uh, I feel the same way about you. <laughs> Amen, Jimmy. That's right. But still, but yeah. So we're gonna we're bringing her. Uh, we're, we're, we're bringing that audio later. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We, uh, she. Uh, for those of you who m- the name is kind of just familiar, but you can't place it. She played the mother in E.T. Yes. Nineteen eighty small uh, film Steven Spielberg's from uh, Steven Spielberg. Maybe you heard yeah. of it? Yes, because uh, we got to talk to D because of her involvement in the Critters fa- franchise. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of you listeners, you remember Critters, and you even if you're thinking of Critters and think you know it, you might be thinking of several other movie franchises. As you'll find out in a minute, I certainly did, but. They're all based off of, and you can look it up, Uh, any movie reviewer or astute child of the 80s, such as ourselves, can tell you, these. there was a slew of copycat franchises after Gremlins hit. Gremlins hit. Another Spielberg. He didn't direct it. He he produced it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, his fingerprints are all over. It was a Zemeckis, wasn't it? I believe it was Zemeckis or another, you know, pre- uh, Back to the Future, yep. pre Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. pre Oscar, <laughs> pre yeah. Oscar, maybe post Oscar. Yeah. I don't know. We pre- don't have time to Google this, gentlemen. Let's keep keep going. Ahead. Keep going. Yep, yep, yep. I'm with you. <laughs> so Gremlins comes out, and it's got. I mean, it's got some of the most frightening scenes, but it's also kind of a Christmas family movie. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. Sometimes, and it makes it onto people's favorite Christmas movie lists. Mm-hmm. Not so hard as like Die Hard with its ironic actual Christmas, whatever. I'm not trying to stir that pot. I saw hands fly up over here in the studio. Mm-hmm. I'm shushing y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but December. Gremlins captured lightning in a bottle. Huge, huge fucking hit. Uh, we were touching on it was one of the first ones that was comedy and horror. Like there was some movies. Yes. Some movies were like, uh, you know, Frankenstein meets uh, Dracula were more comedy and uh, some, a lot of movies were like you were mentioning schlocky horror before. I think, yeah, where it's Gremlins like so was bad, the first it's one, funny, right? But or this was the first one that tried to make that bad funny. 
Right? Yeah, yeah. Without being part of like a vehicle or, or, to get or Abbott or and Costello, yeah. or, right? Yeah. Without the all camp, these rooms, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, and and of course, it took someone like Spielberg to help make that happen, and it was successful. And wouldn't you know it? That came out eighty four. Every year after that, for like four or five years, <laughs> another new sure. B movie franchise tries to copy it. Mm-hmm. And it was back in the time where you could kind of do that. Even for a fraction of the budget that they made Gremlins for, you could spend enough for promotion and put it in the same number of theaters and just cross your fingers. Give me some slimy hand puppets, put a G on the poster, <laughs> yeah. and I'll sell and that then movie. have <laughs> some, some weird teenager coming-of-age jokes in there. And, and that's how that one worked. And the one, because honestly, when we all got together... And we said, we're going to, we talked to D. Wallace, let's explore Critters. I thought I had seen it. Oh, wow. I thought as a kid, I had seen at least part one and two repeatedly on a VHS tape that a cousin of mine would bring to every family reunion as a kid, taped off of <laughs> Cinemax or something. I was like, oh, okay. No, I remember this. This is a part of my childhood. No, you I was remember, wrong. You've never seen Critters. I it mean, was that munchies. Was the hairy you were thinking thing. of munchies. I was thinking of munchies. <laughs> it's not even close. No, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> it is kind of close. I'm sorry. Here, yeah, 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 and I'll tell you why. So very, give me, give me two syllables on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me a puppet. <laughs> and this was, but this was, uh, this came out in 1987. So this was uh, towards the end kind of, of the, the end batch of, of yeah, the yeah. copycats, mm-hmm. uh, even though it evolved into like child's play and et cetera. I don't want to go down that road either, but you at home, you can. Yeah, go ahead. Knock it out. But the, uh, the, the whole Munchies conceit was it was actually Roger Corman, king of B-movies, getting towards the end of his career. And he sees this trend going on. This guy hires the editor of both of the Gremlin movies. And there's an argument to be made that Gremlins 2 is basically just a ripoff it's, of its own. It's just a spoof. Original yeah. movie. It's, uh, there's, there's already popular memes about that. Look them up. Yeah. But uh, what Roger Corman, King of Schlock's idea was, I'm going to hire the editor. Because <laughs> that's, well, I think cause that's where the magic He is. was getting like <laughs> whoever he could from the actual Gremlins franchise. He had worked with the editor on it a few times, said, here. Make this movie. And clearly they put about two weekends worth of work into the script. And this poor woman has to has to film this. And it is still successful enough. Oh, and they got Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman. Who so, apparently was on the very downside of his So career. it's a poor Corman guy. and Corman picture? <laughs> yes. Does this predate, <laughs> no does this predate the Star Corman. Wars Christmas special? This, uh, this no, this postdates it. Postdates yeah. Okay, yeah. So And still. He's still happy to get work. <laughs> Harvey Corman. Oh, poor Harvey Corman. Yeah. We'll do a whole show National about him. National icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we bring him up with a Ouija board. <laughs> yeah. But so uh, this was my, and this was, uh, this one I think was the problem that most of these movies have, and I hope you guys will agree with me, but what I remember from my franchise, Munchies, Munchies. it would go from flat out like slasher 80s horror movie tone right into bad comedy like uh bumbling idiot poorly executed lines just the tone shift I, I over think what, and over um, gremlins did it right 
it never pulled you out of the story. It was masterful storytelling that was both dark and light. I, I think it, I think Boy. it had a lot to do with what was the vehicle for the horror. Mm-hmm. Um, with Gremlins, this was a Christmas movie that all of a sudden turned into a bunch of little freaks and everything was just yeah. getting crazy. But um, it was definitely about those little tiny scary puppets. Correct, correct. And then with the Munchies, that was more like a Natural Lampoon's kind of, you know, uh, teenagers boning each other. And then all of a sudden these little things were kind of everywhere. See, I th- now, as actually having seen the movie, this is where you might be wrong because they structured the trailer. Uh-huh. If you go look it up, they make it look like that. This movie starts out with Harvey Corman as an archaeologist who brings his family <laughs> To Egypt, and they find a, a sacred tomb that happens to have a munchie living in it, and it's cute like a gremlin. Oh, really? They go that far into so it. So it is like right off the bat, they're saying, don't take us seriously. Uh-huh. But also, we're not good at writing comedy. <laughs> and they're not even good at like ripping so off other movies. <laughs> <laughs> They've already explored, like, uh, I don't know, the the Orient, wherever they got the original uh-huh. Mogwai yeah, from. The Mogwai. Yeah. And then Space for Critters. And then Ghoulies. What, what, what was that? Just Hell? I really, anyway, yeah, yeah, it was. The, the only yeah. thing that was left, I guess, was <laughs> once you find King Tut, maybe there's a gremlin down there. But I, I do think that whatever they chose as the vehicle kind of dictates the pace of whatever this gremlin or ghoulie or whatever would kind of yeah. spring from. So all these movies that we're talking about, although they're all based off of gremlins, they're all very distinct. Critters was, it's basically, it, it's, it is a sci-fi action movie in a way. Critters And Critters came out uh, the year before uh, Munchies. So okay. it still had... And in yeah. fact, it came out two years after Gremlin, so they might have put all that more work. They did. And it's actually into it's, it. it's a pretty good. But movie, in between, actually. Jimmy didn't Ghoulies come out oh, in nineteen eighty five? Ghoulies came out, yeah. But they were more of the de- they were summoned from hell or whatever yeah. alternate dimension. There's like a seance yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. you're the guy who watched the movie just recently. You tell me, were they summoned from hell with a seance? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then don't be and, ambiguous. And the guy had red hair, eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that that well, sums a lot up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's where they came from. But but uh, I think that falls into what we were. I was just talking about where you just give me a G on the poster. Yep. You give me some puppets, and uh, we'll shoot it in two weeks, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll sell it. And I put my yeah. cigar out on the table in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. And so, this is uh, this was back when it was only in theater. So you're like, people will think. We're a big movie, right? Right. Um, but this this one notably has Michael Des, Des Bars from uh, Duran Duran fame. Uh, Is that notable? Well, that's the biggest star. <laughs> from, the biggest star from that movie. I mean, that that might be the biggest. Plot point of that movie that, is, is that he was in it, yeah. <laughs> the biggest selling point at least. Yeah, I, I always remember which uh, uh, and eighty five was a big year. Yeah, for I mean for your Duran Duran heads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I I always remember that movie from its poster, which was the little bald headed gremlin thing popping out of the toilet. That's what yeah, I remember. and uh, they're gonna get you in the end. Yeah, which right, is which the, the, yeah, the tagline, the tagline almost, of the poster. Almost hilarious. But it's if you, you know, don't get it because everybody go and, ahead and pause the uh, show real quick while you think that through. Welcome back. You get it? Yes. Oh, I see. They got right. Right. I, in I the gotcha. end, you know what? In the end, I in did the end, get it. Get yeah. I did get it. Because Much the like toilet. the Ghoulies. Anyway, right. yes. Ghoulies then was the first one out. Its only big star was uh, uh, Durant. 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 Dur
Yes, of course. I meant Michael Desbars. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't even know if you don't know how to say the name. I don't know if that's his real name. I don't. It's. I, I have no idea what I, this I is. I feel like we're all a little bit like aliens, phonetically trying to recreate his name in our mouths. It's like but he's that is the genius of Michael Desbars. Michael, Michael, Michael Desbars, please get back at us. Let me know if I'm saying Michael it wrong. Apologies. D- D- it's only nuts. with love that I'm saying it wrong. Please get back at Mikey me. D's nuts. <laughs> Go on. So so anyway, you've got Ghoulies first, which is leaning heavy on the horror and the sh- gore and the and the jump scares, uh, and uh, and one dude from Duran Duran, Michael Desbars. I dare you. I need and, one name on the poster. <laughs> and it seems like they almost got there. Nonetheless, they were the first at the table. The next cycle of horror movie season, uh, and then what comes out. Is critters, which Marky, I apparently was thinking of munchies, so mm-hmm. I'm sorry I laughed in your face. But you tell me this is actually a really good movie. Yeah, it, it's, it turns out it is. You yeah. made me watch a few scenes at least, mm-hmm. and I was impressed for that time period and for the fact they were obviously chasing uh, the Gremlins phenomenon. It does look like they put more work and more money into it. Yeah, Convinced I think. Me- um, Gremlins, I think, is it kind of leans more towards a fantasy kind of film, you know, because mm-hmm. there's, there's something magical about a gremlin, you know, because if it, if you know, don't feed it after midnight. Well, what time zone is that, right? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. There's no science behind that rule, yeah, right. It's it's nonsense. Now, don't spill water on it. Okay, that's a that's a that's a hard fast rule, but you know, so there's a little bit of fantasy behind the whole Gremlins thing. Yeah. And with I mean, that, the there's whole, a lot of freedom. Like mysterious Asian shop where he yeah. picks it up and he's getting yeah hand imparted advice from someone who says he shouldn't have very monkey's paw. Very monkey's paw. So there is there is that about it. However, um, critters you is could. something. <laughs> Critters is something completely different. Uh, Critters actually... I just wished I knew what you guys were talking about. (laughs) Deep cooks! (laughs) So, uh, uh, Critters is something that's very, very different. It's it's very, very much a sci-fi... Um, uh, action yeah. movie. These are yeah. alien invaders. These are alien invaders, correct. So, and, yeah, if and, anything, actually, if I had to guess, it seems like they had like an alien invasion horror script and they said, oh, Gremlins is big. Can we make them kind of furry and tiny and do yeah. it with puppets? No, no yeah. I think they I mean, said, maybe so. give me a G on the poster. I don't think they care about the G <laughs> on the poster. Because Critters has no G at, on any poster. Well, it's still, well, a, it's still the same shape. I mean, it's yeah. arguably... Yeah. I can't there, get, there was a battle in the studio. I boss, I can't give you a G. I'm, Will you I'm settle punch for... Holes can you give me a C? No, so... Uh, no, no, but so... Went by the working title Gritters for <laughs> nine months. <laughs> Thank, and I got to agree with the change. I, I Again, guys, I think this also kind of comes into something else is like... A critter is something that had no definition. It had no, it, it was just, people call things critters and it had no, there was no mythos to it. There was nothing to it. And so you take this concept of this little tiny thing, this little critter, and all of a sudden you put a real horrifying kind of spin to it. And the science fiction part of it just gives it a backstory. It gives it a reason to be on earth. You have to kind of build a whole. Um, well, the reason for it to be on earth was that it wanted to come down and kill us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, he, he does, was it more than that? 
Well, yeah, it actually was, because as it turns out, critters were being held captive on a space rock prison. Oh, so now and I'm supposed to feel bad for them? Yeah, or and they ended up breaking, and so this this happens in the first couple of minutes of the movie, so I'm not going to spoil anything. But yeah, you end up... <laughs> Except uh, the first couple minutes yeah, of the, the first movie, minutes. and every but, minute afterwards. But, you know, they end up, uh, they escape, and then all of a sudden, their captors, they seem to be, um, you know, very well organized. They end up having to hire these bounty hunters to go and get them and so it turns into kind of you know there, there's some elements there of like even like the predator movie and the way that it's kind of framed and the way that they have to come down to earth and all this it's really it's kind of cool and even some of the uh, imagery of it turns into kind of a terminator kind of thing where the, the the bounty hunters they kind of dress like with leather and they have big guns and they're just shooting things up and they you can't really hurt them it's there's it's kind of a lot of fun. It's a uh, it's a neat good way 80s to convention. There. Yeah, a lot of 80s convention and it ends up being kind of a good movie. Um and it obviously spawns a lot of sequels. And yeah. I can't Which, just believe it or not every single movie we've mentioned here had multiple sequels. Multiple. Oh, I don't even I don't remember Munchies 2 at all. Uh, I don't remember Ghoulies two at all. Pull it up. Oh, yeah. there's Ghoulies. I watched. You don't I, uh, remember Munchies one or Goonies or I, Ghoulies one. The, so the same day I watched Ghoulies, I happened to watch one. Ghoulies two. I do remember <laughs> Gremlins two. AMC was having a, mar- a Ghoulies yeah. marathon. Wow. Well, look, but you know, is I that, think is that AMC in this country? Uh, well, yeah. Well, I, it's, not, it was uh, at not 4 Armenian movie four, classics. Four. I don't That's remember this at all. I, I, I don't remember those at all. But speaking speaking about. Speaking about Critters, the first Critters movie, which I, I highly recommend for everybody that loves 80s science fiction. I think it's really good. I think it's You're good. leaning hard on this science I fiction. I really like it. I really, really, really like it. But the sequels. Critters 2. Worse and worse. And Critters worse 3. And worse. And I've probably seen four. four of them. Leading into there's a TV series, Critters Attacks, which is which le- and then yeah. there's Wait, Critters no, there Attacks. There was a TV series. There was Critters, last year, even like good. It, pretty well, recently, last yeah. year. Yeah. Like it One ran until last year, or they no, they tried it. Filmed think, a pilot last no, year. It's a whole and showed it to yeah. you. It's a whole I haven't even seen it. it. Like, well, I, these days yeah. a season what? is only ten episodes, but it's a whole ten yeah. episodes yeah. of. CGI critters. I think, and hilari- I, I believe that you're actually Gremlin able to things. actually do this mm-hmm. because the original story of critters is solid. There's yeah. a lot of concept there, like and Terminator. Like exactly. Like if you slap, if you can get the rights to Terminator, you can slap that name on anything and make some money because the basis of it is really good. Because Put, the actual core on of the, the story is very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> Put a G on and it, and makes a, it even better. And a shiny robot yeah. and holding a big yeah. gun, and we'll sell it. Yeah. Uh, and, a, I and, actually uh, ended up owing Blockbuster like 40 bucks for a tacticulator. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Was that the Centipede sequel, or am, am I thinking of another franchise? It's a prequel. It's a prequel. Pretty veiny prequel. Centipede. Uh, anyway. Prequel. But look, but look um, all, all of these movies... Um, all of these sequels, like they, they seem to me to focus on more of the goofy Gremlins aspects of it, which is mm. all these puppets and they're laughing and they're cackling. Yeah, th- and they're, this is know. what I think I want to yeah. get out of you. Like, it is critters have the comic relief in it anywhere. No, the original, um, the, not in the first one. I don't believe that the original that they focus on. And again, I haven't seen this movie in thirty years, probably. But um, the original, it's. More, it's way more a science fiction with some jump horror kind of popping out because there's these, like these little critters are under your bed and they're they're like behind things and they're yeah. they also 
They also ball up and they roll away really fast. And they also can bend and they can shoot spikes at you that are like poisoned and stuff too. Right. And um, so Good there's, God. yeah, they're frightening and they're very dangerous. And they uh, and they can even pilot spaceships. So they're actually advanced as well. So, so uh, are we talking about like... next episode where we rank the aliens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, okay, good, because I'm going to do that now. Now, uh, just a couple or a year afterwards, Predator comes out. So you're telling me like if Predator were about 18 inches high. Yeah. You've got like a... You, you have you have a real problem here if you have a bunch of 18-inch predators running around, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's kind of what critters are. And I, I think that's why that's it's serious. actually – I think it's actually – I think that's why it makes it a really good movie. You know, like um, we're going to – And we're, I do, uh, and I do appreciate – I know they have like the whole mythology because I have seen at least one sequel, and we'll hear about that pretty soon here. Yeah. But I do know they have a whole mythology, but there's also the race of bounty hunters that are chasing them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the bounty hunters even have so much capability when they land at a new place. They assume the form of perhaps a beloved actress of our youth who may or may not be named D Wallace. Oh, Uh, let's do this. I would have to remember. As a matter of fact, let's let's go to the source. Uh, Magic interview machine. Take us to that person who is probably D. Wallace. Meanwhile. Yeah, we all need a drink by now. Starlet. Notice he did not introduce me. That's implied. <laughs> oh, yeah, good save. Good save. So what's... Uh, Am I talking to this? Uh, you can. What? Who's calling me? Why am I not? Am I supposed to be here? Am I I'm supposed to be at this table? Yes, ma'am. Okay. You're going to talk at this table for nine minutes and then it'll be over. My baby. <laughs> he said 47 minutes. I said, I want to see That's what that's all about. Okay. I'm all yours. So tell us why you're excited to be in Critters again. Um, I like to work. <laughs> you know, and I, I just thought it would be fun to revisit it. I wouldn't revisit a lot of my films. I wouldn't redo Cujo or E.T. or... You know, but um, I read the script and it was a really new take on it. And uh, I got to be a real badass in it and be a bounty hunter and take all of them out. And it just felt right. And then I found out we were going to Cape Town, South Africa, and then I was really in. I, I shot a movie with Tim Curry down there years ago, and it was just, it's like one of the most beautiful places on earth. Did they recognize you when you came back? <laughs> no. <laughs> You've done a lot of genre films on You think? I think. Just a couple. Is it something you like, or just something you fell into? I do like, I fell into it, and I do like it. I like to play a lot of emotional roller coaster stuff, and uh, the horror sci-fi genre just really uh, gives you that, an opportunity more than any other genre to do that. 
were you surprised when you heard that Chris was getting rebooted? I was, um, but it seems to be the era of reboots. Uh, so I wasn't surprised that sci-fi was involved in bringing it back. You know, it's a good mix. And um, I'm out on the convention circuit a lot, and the fans really love Critters. So there's going to be a, a lot of support for this. Andy Machetti, who directed Eat, said last night he wants to run my No, thank you. <laughs> I, I think we did it right the first time. I think so, too. You know? And like if we made, remade Cujo, they do it all with CGI and it wouldn't be the same film at all. So, how would you compare making Critters today? You know, actually, that's a really good question, but there wasn't a lot of difference because we worked with puppets again. We didn't do CGI, it's all puppet work. Um, they just had a lot more of them ready to go because they knew what we were getting into this time. And, uh, of course, you know, we had different people making and working with the puppets. We have a few of the original puppets that are in the big ball at the end, the puppet ball. But really, technically, it wasn't much different. What are your thoughts on, on practical effects versus CGI? Because you were doing a lot of films on your career with practical makeup effects. You know, I, I think there's room for both. Um, for example, The Lion King, unbelievably amazing uh, CGI in that movie. Um, but I think... I think when an actor has to really interact, like in Cujo, and, and the whole story is around that, there's just a different feel when you're working with the real thing. It's a whole different experience for an actor. And our job is to be as involved and as truthful in the moment as we can be. And it's just a lot easier when you have the real deal to work with. I mean, I can't imagine, it would be my job to imagine, but I can't imagine being as terrified to something that I can't see and I can't hear. The dogs, just the sound of the dogs in Cujo was, you know, so frightening. And Danny, the little boy, it's so easy for him to react to that, you know. So uh, I think there's room for both, and it depends on what kind of a genre film it is, whether you want to use it. You mentioned you do convention circuit. What does that mean for you? traveling conventions, conventions, meetings of fans? Well, I don't travel for, I do about five a year, five big ones. 
but I love it. I love doing the conventions. I see product that I've never seen, and I've been doing this for 40 years. So, and I hear stories, amazing stories of how my films have affected people's lives and um, changed lives. And I just, I, I love the horror fans. They're, they're so faithful and they're so involved in what you've done. And I don't know, it's, it's like, uh, it's like getting together for, with family for me. A lot of actors do it for the bucks, you know, and the bucks are great. But uh, I just really enjoy the humanity. So it's been a couple years since you were in a Critters film. Did you ever think you would reprise the role as Helen Brown? Never. Never? Never occurred to me. You know, I don't, I don't think we really think about that. We, we just take the offers and the ideas as they're presented to us. Um, I mean, I get asked all the, the time, do you think there'll be a, a sequel to E.T.? No, <laughs> I don't. But I never thought when we did it, oh, wow, down the road there's going to be a sequel. I, I just don't think creative people think that way. Studio people think that way, but creatives don't. What? I was just wondering, what is your favorite genre to watch at home when you're not in a movie? What do you like to watch? I like a really good drama um, without a lot of violence. I, I think Law & Order is a, a perfect mixture of really smart writing, great acting, but without a lot of violence. You don't see a lot. It's intelligent. It's intelligent drama. Good show. I like that show too. Yeah. I love New Amsterdam. You know, it shows good drama shows. Well, I'm kind of used to how big that movie is now, you know. But, oh, sure. It was... I mean, who knew it was going to take over the world? It really is our wizard boss. You know? And, but did anybody think about that when we were doing it? Not at all. You know, you just go in, you want to do the best you can do, and, and make the greatest product you can make. And then you go on the way for the next one. When it comes out and it's a big blockbuster, then it's a lot of fun. What would you say is your favorite genre film? Could you? Yeah. Not to do. It was hell to do. It's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. But I just think, uh, just really proud of my work in it. I think I went as far as I could go as truthfully as I could do it as an actress. Were you ever really surprised by the success of any of these movies? Like, for instance, when you were working at Cujo, did you have a sense that this was going to be something big? Or were, or were you... Uh, um, or 18, no, you, you know, when I did 10 with, with 
Blake Edwards. I said, oh, Mr. Edwards, this is going to be such a big hit. And he said, honey, if we knew what made a hit, we'd have a lot more of them. <laughs> so, again, we just go in to do the best we can do. And, I mean, we knew we had something special with E.T. Sure. Just the script was just beyond amazing. Do you remember the first time you read that script? I do. Yeah. I had to go to the studio behind locked doors oh, wow. and read it. And I called my agent and I said, you know, I, uh, I don't think this is going to do a lot for me, but I think it's going to do a lot for the world and I want to be a part of it. a scary commercial yeah i thought so jimmy i thought so too i i, I kind of remember getting them before they got me though i mean <laughs> the, the rascal? I, I sure hope so <laughs> yeah uh I, when i first there, heard this there was a rumor that uh even if you got them first they'd get you in the end call back oh, oh call back <laughs> give me a g all right it all wraps up it's all in the same universe everybody uh, what a, uh, d wallace what awesome d video. wallace the mom yep. from et the mom that we find out later is going to be in also cujo and the mom that's going to be in also critters and the mom that she's a mom in everything but go yeah, ahead she yeah. played, she was one of well, that's what i'm that that's what i'm getting at she was she played the mom in so many iconic roles. And a lot of them were basically uh, uh, matronly, Cujo aside. Matronly roles. She's very <laughs> it matronly was a matronly yeah. role mm-hmm. in movie. Like, as far as I know, she probably could have been uh, one of the moms in The Goonies. Because it's like she's set up as the mom and then the kids go on a journey. Yeah. And she's the poor, you know... Yeah. One who's just left out of the story, and by the time everyone gets back together, she's wrought with guilt or Isn't whatever what single did? moms had back then. Isn't that what she did in E.T.? Well, Here we yeah. go. See, I, I yeah, that that's my that I would say that's my point. Except she, as I recall, played a pretty sexy uh, werewolf in The Howling. Ooh. Ooh. Hashtag right at, right Wilf. At the end, though. <laughs> yeah, Wilf. Got it in there. Hashtag Wilf. <laughs> she is. She she is kind of hot in that one. I'll, I'll tell you right. that. Anyway, she it's and we're talking about her like she was just in '80s movies. Turns out, as we mentioned, and I think you guys were able to touch upon. I hope in the interview there was remember Critters attacks. Uh-huh. You guys remember uh, just a few days ago when our fearless producer Mark E here. Uh, used his authority to force me to rent it on Amazon, so that we can watch it together. Yeah. So that we can watch it together, and an evening of cinema. And boy, <laughs> boy, did we watch it together uh, uh, from beginning to end, to brutal end. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it, this was uh, this is not a good movie. It's not a good movie <laughs> um, in pretty much any respect. Uh, it's it's really bad. 
And the only I, the I only res- pleasure I respect that uh, that you're that the, honest about the it. The only res- the only respect that I'm going to give it right now is that I watched it with a couple of really funny dudes, and I had a really good time watching it. And that's what you do with a really bad movie. As, yes, yeah. and we've 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 actually done specials about. B movies, B movies yeah. and, and how to enjoy them. movies. Yeah. And the whole point is you get people around you. And when you watch it like that, I mean, it's not like this is a bad movie, like it's Nazi propaganda or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. It's just fast and loose. And they try to make it, uh, you know, you're allowed to make fun of it. They're, they it's they, they actually do for... try to canonize it. You know, they, they, they try to make it part of this cinematic unit, this cinematic universe if you will um and they do a good job of that but uh, i'm looking at you you want to say it go ahead no no the okay. ccu no. Yes, yeah, yes yes okay. the critter so cinematic <laughs> universe we're all familiar with it go on and uh, but what this ends up being uh it fails at basically being a movie on its own but what it is it's the perfect frankenberry season movie it's a horror movie that I will sit through because it's not scary pretty much at all. Um, and if you're watching it with a group of people, you can have a good time, have some drinks. It's got its jump scares, but yeah. it's kind of it follows a, a format so well where it's actually kind of hard to tell if it's trying to be the kind of scary movie that's so bad format? that it's funny or if it's trying to be a scary movie that's also funny. Like I didn't feel any of the tonal shifts yeah. that you got from those original, like we were talking about between the munchies and ghoulies and and critters, where the tonal shift between horror and family friendly funny. But it definitely it's hard to it's hard to capture. It allows <laughs> yeah. a group of people to sit around and not be quiet for a whole movie. Yeah, kind like, of have their say with it. Mm-hmm. Mystery science. Copyright infringement warning it. It's just it's not that it's not that is it, important. Is that fair to say? I don't want to be mean to. I it. just I don't like so this because is not I a movie. enjoyed it. This but is it not is a movie not... that you really have to. You don't really have to pay attention to it. It it can just be on, and you can be talking, and you could you could comment on it. You know, you might as well be playing this movie at a bar. Why not? Well, you know, it's, like, it's not quite it's, the Rose Parade, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's fun to talk about when it's yeah. going on. Yeah. Like, it's kind of fun to look kind at. Kind of the harder a group of people try to follow it, the more fun it is, but also the more messed up it gets. It's like quantum physics. I think that the I The more could, you um, observe it, the less sense it makes. I, I mean, I get a little bit more out of it because I have better... You know, I can remember what the original was, so mm-hmm. I can kind of pick up on what they were trying to say or kind of what they were t- trying to get at. Yep. But I don't; they don't do a really good job of exposition. They really don't. Um, the movie they, is just no, you they, know, you they're again, know what's going despite on. Right. devoting yeah. lots of extraneous dialogue to it. Yeah, you well, really again, have it's to mostly focus... to the character development of this group of people that. Let's assume it's a franchise, and we're going to see another episode. We're not going to see any of these people that we spent most of the movie on, and I—that's my biggest yeah. complaint. And aside from uh, which, I think her character was by far the coolest. But aside from D. Wallace's character's appearance, uh-huh. which is basically bookended, a, a little bit at the beginning, a little tiny sliver in the middle, and then boom, she comes in at the end to be, "Hey, remember me?" But again, Re- she's playing a different character. Time. 
Yeah, and I don't um technically speaking. Right. She's so, playing I mean, I think we can I think it's safe to should we even spoil this or not? So much uh like what her role is in this? Why, why not? Right? Oh God, I feel like I already have. No, we yes, have let's do yeah, it yeah. now. So, so look, Just I mean, look again, guys. Uh, I we do want you to rent this movie. Don't go to the expense of buying it, but rent it with some people. <laughs> Don't be <laughs> Whatever stupid. You do. I, don't know. I mean, not do to not brag. Buy this movie. Mark, I did buy uh, this movie. Not to brag okay. that I live that kind of lifestyle. All right, man. You got but, you got a little I mean, bit more money I mean, than me, but uh, you'll never watch it again. But anyway, true, so true, true. The, again, so, but so this is humble but, brag. But, I, I could afford to buy for that. for you fellow crites. Uh, oh, see, well, crites are what nice. they're really called. They're not called critters. They're Cuddle called crites. But anyway, for you fellow crites, um, from the original movie. As a son of um, an English professor, I know they should be called crits. But go they're, on. No, they're, so they're the crites. That but anyway, weird. so as we know and as we covered in the beginning of this episode, they are uh, prisoners that are escaping. And then they get uh, – and then bounty hunters are hired to go get them. Mm. Well, as it turns out, you know, the, the bounty hunters are shapeshifters. And so what we find out in Critters Attacks is basically D. Wallace – and again, spoiler alert. Okay. You've been alerted. But uh, yeah. yeah, she is – she's a bounty hunter – She's not playing the same character that she was in Critters, the original movie. She's playing a bounty hunter that took on that appearance. Yeah. And that's it. And so it's not explained very well. Um, you, there's nothing in the movie that explains that goes over her being. You definitely, from that. Yeah. If, if you haven't seen the first movie, you would not Correct. understand that. I right? understood yeah. that and right. I had to explain right. it to you guys. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and that's, that's the only reason you woke I can up, promise you, woke you up viewers, just in time, as I recall. It kind yeah. of makes sense. I did fall asleep a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it was... It was not a briskly paced movie. <laughs> it was very comfortable. Yeah, it was yeah, very short. Nice. But it felt like, like a marathon. Like, like, felt like about 2,000 feet, right? Altitude, right? Nice, comfortable level. But she did... I mean, essentially, though, if you reverse the... Like, if you karate kid where Daniel uh, Russo is like the bad guy, uh-huh. this movie... What she's doing is exactly like uh, uh, the the T two thousand in Terminator two mm-hmm. or whatever. It was when, the T is the T the T one thousand T one thousand. Yeah, if you will. They, they haven't <laughs> gone to the two thousand so yet. long I mean, ago. You know, Arnold's a T six hundred, I think. He's a T eight hundred. Yeah, well, I thought yeah. I think. The, oh, they could tell the, the, the dogs could sniff out the 600s, I think. The dogs, yeah. and that was the problem. Because the dogs, so dogs could sniff out all of them. Right? I'm air quoting yeah. Wolfie because I remember vaguely something about that. But I'm thinking, essentially, she is playing the same role as that scene in Terminator 2 where the Terminator takes over the appearance uh-huh. of the mom and yeah. then stabs the guy through the milk. The dude through the milk, yeah. through the heart, into the fridge. Well, no, it's through the milk through his mouth because he was drinking the milk. Yeah. but no, uh, I, I, I drink I it through saying. my chest, so that's probably why I misremembered <laughs> this it. This is all Thank great you, podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. But essentially, that's her role. She's the T-1000. Right. Or 2000. Yeah, but she's but she's a she's Or a T-Box good one. 361. Well, however they're naming them it's now. the reverse of Terminator, right? Uh, so in the first one, she was the mom that was more of on the victim side, trying to escape the critters. Mm. And then in the second one, she was taken hunter. over by the mom that was trying to protect the children, and now she's a murderous machine. Because let me tell you, she comes out with some kind of kick-ass looking something between uh, an M4 and a. It's got like a trumpet. 
<laughs> yeah. But the end makes some cool sounds. <laughs> blows the shit out of creatures. Definitely blows yes. up little little yeah. creatures. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, she she's not actually and I think this is this is I want to be very, very, very clear here. The D Wallace kills the nuances no one in real life. The nuances of her performance from critters to critters attacks is explained in the in the script itself. In the reveal. Because she's not playing the same character who was a deep Again, well established that rich wasn't character. the script that was you explaining that to us. I know, but what I'm saying is uh when she the reason why her performance in Critters attacks is so limited and so stiff is because she's not playing the same person that she was the first time. She's playing a totally different character completely. So you're suggesting that it her, just looks like her performance they, is on yeah. such a level we can't even perceive it at this point until until we get to the end of the I movie. think that her her performance in Critters so was genuine cinema. and real. And her performance <laughs> in Critters Attacks is just a part in a movie. <laughs> That's the difference. I, Mark, I think you're finally starting to get it. I think I you're finally be. starting to get it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, yes. I think I, I, think I got you, it now. Yeah. Oh. Thumbs up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, For so the anyway. listener, Marky has given everybody a big thumbs up. Oh. I think we've all ended up on uh, agree, agree, agree here. Uh huh. Agreed. Uh-huh. Agreed. So, Agreed. Uh, again, let's celebrate Dee Wallace. She was in awesome in E.T. Yep. She's amazing in Cujo. She's Which, great in the howling. She's great in the howling. Hashtag Wolf. Yep. And she is in Critters Attacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, uh, don't say she isn't great in it because, uh, I'm sorry, but she is. Uh, she seems like the only paid professional actress <laughs> in that. the cast. <laughs> I mean, and she pulls that off with ease and aplomb, even at her advanced age, wielding some kind of goofy... Super glued together, super weapon. Uh-huh. You gotta give her credit for that. And you've gotta see this movie to believe it. But it feels like that's kind of where, after what, six or 12 movies in the franchise, how many critters are there? There's f- at least Someone four quick. or five critters in the whole TV series. Like critters for yeah. a series. Yeah. And now, and this, let's not call it a revival, let's not call it a reboot. Don't call Let's it a just call it <laughs> cinema. <laughs> cinema. It's but it's another entry, which I think just it's like a light on the garden path from where it started. Where Marky e says, despite being sort of, I know it was basically a Gremlins ripoff, but he's saying it's by far the best one. I'll believe that, but I think that over the years where we've gotten mm-hmm. this light in the garden path tells us. We've ended up several blocks away. Yeah, what this what this movie needed to be was a reboot, not this kind of way later sequel that has that has no exposition. Like it's just like this movie. <laughs> well, this movie needed to be completely redone. And then I'm, I'm going to quibble with your use of the word "needed" because I don't think we needed it at all. But as the Critters universe seems to exist. This is a good check-in. Like, oh hey, what's going on with the critters? I would have, yeah, I would have liked to have seen. Look, I, I would have liked and to have so seen. It feels what's everything is right. I would have liked to have seen the Where's original script of Critters done by a, a tour like a Martin Scorsese, and you know, I think he could have made that into cinema. That's he could have done it. He could have 
you could have brought it from one end of the spectrum to the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Oh, God. You know what, guys? I Legally, I'm not allowed to talk about this, and I wish we didn't bring it up this late in the show, but I have been in talks with a certain M. Scorsese. No. Martin S. <laughs> about perhaps bringing a uh, beloved monster serial franchise to oh, the big screen. Oh, really? Look, uh, like I said, legally, I can't get into details, mostly because it's just been no, 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 no. But uh, I think I think it's worth exploring. I think the idea is ripe. This is the time for a reboot. <laughs> this is the season. Here, as a matter of fact, just to give you a taste of some of the old classics, we have recently unearthed an, another not before heard in 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 thousands of years. We have just recently unearthed. It's it it Marky, jump on that coffin that's trying to get out of the ground. It's it's, it's making it's too much noise. Out. It's it's oh. Oh, the crypt. The crypt has been unearthed. Fully and completely unearthed now. I assume. <laughs> it's out. I unless think. it's... <laughs> I'm out. I've been unearthed. I'm ready for an evening uh, uh, of cinema. <laughs> so anyway, we have unearthed uh, a new and yet... Saturday morning very old clip. Playhouse. Yes. Now, uh, going back years. you all remember, this is how it works. Uh, you're going to hear this, and then the show's over, we promise. <laughs> uh, take it away, Saturday Morning Playhouse. Meanwhile, welcome, dear listeners, to a special preview edition of Saturday Morning Serial Playhouse, brought to you by Pemberton Global International. Pemberton proud manufacturers of the above-ground bomb shelter. When you can't afford to protect your family with a real fallout bunker, uh, give this a shot. Pemberton. Coming this fall from Saturday morning serial Playhouse Classics is a gritty story of greed, crime, and downfall. The story of three decades of life in the Monster Serial Mafia. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to eat chocolate cereal. To me, being a monster was better than being president of the United States. Always keep your booberry hole shut and never rat on your friends. Hey, you broke your strawberry. Ma, what do you think of my new cape? Oh my God, you look like a corporate mascot. Based on the thrillingly true events of Count Chocula's life in This Complete Breakfast. I know a lot of girls like my girlfriend's would have got out of there the minute their boyfriend gave him a Dakota ring to hide. But honestly, it kind of made me hungry. I would have never found it, Karen. Critics are hailing it as an unnecessary exploration into the world of sugary monster cereals and illicit crime. Doot, 
do, 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 do. Authorities are already calling it the biggest marshmallow heist of all time. Some sources say three million. Some say four million. Some say Frankenberry. No, Count, I don't know how you mean I'm funny. Funny like I'm a strawberry clown here to f***ing amuse you? How the f*** am I funny, motherfucker? When they finally found Fruit Brute on a clearance aisle, it took two days to get the dyes out of their stool. Stop with the milk. It's turning your cereal into mush. I used to have a cocaine bowl full of sugar next to the bed. Now I have to live the rest of my life like a schnook. Happy Frankenberry season, everyone. And that's enough of this. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.